it's tough. It's hard. Welcome to the Industry Insider, brought to you by PromoCorner. Each week, promotional product professionals Meg Erber, Jeff Franklin, and Stephen McFadden, along with special guests, will discuss industry news, trends, and events with a focus on educating the promotional products industry. The Industry Insider, the nerdy news you need to know. Welcome to yet another exciting episode of the Industry Insider, your uh, promotional products podcast where you get all the nerdy news you need to know about. Clearly out of practice here. I'm Jeff Franklin, National Accounts Manager with Hidware USA, and I'm joined today by two other lovely folks, a uh, rose between two thorns here. Um, but look, this brought to you by our good friends over at Greater Pacific, and they're your full-service creative agency, and their experience comes from uh, the experience of thousands of custom projects completed for clients for over two decades with expertise in promotional products and the advertising specialties in this industry. Uh, custom OEM, project management, CPSIA compliance, uh, product testing, and full-service logistics. They're done it, they've done it all and become more and more effective with every opportunity. So Greater Pacific creates the ultimate manufacturing experience for their clients. So go visit greaterpacific.com today. Tell them the Industry Insider sent you. Uh, well, we're in person today. It's a little bit different. <laughs> it's weird. It's, uh, it's nice, actually. I don't know where I to like look on screen. I know, because it's like, opposite. Do I look at you? Do I look... <laughs> Yeah. I will say, though, if you're at the Promotions East show, you can go visit Greater Pacific in person. They are actually out in the foyer. Um, so definitely stop in and see them and tell them that we sent you over. And while you're here, you might as well see Headwear and SNS Activewear. Well. I mean, you know. <laughs> and you can always come say hi to me. I'll, I don't have a booth. I actually can't thing. believe Meg class there for a second. Oh, my gosh. But, like, you know, yes. where are we? Wow. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we're uh, doing a live episode, obviously, because we're at Promotions East and uh, very excited that we're together and in person. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I know we did the promo horrors intro, but it's only because it's October. We were supposed to be joined today by John Cuddy, uh, but he's too busy for us today, uh, you know, and then he's got, like, this small show to run and yes. stuff. Yes. So, you know, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, so you know, maybe we'll get into a promo horror. I don't know. Maybe we'll have Stephen uh, maybe briefly talk about something. You know, so. <laughs> <I'm> sure, <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> but um, all right. Well, first of all, uh, promotions east. So uh, you know. Well, we're live-ish from the show. All right, yeah. so we're pre-recording. Actually, I am in my. We're all in my suite, which is really nice. Sweet, sweet. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, so day one of the show is today. You're going to be seeing this on day two. But um, I'd love to hear, Stephen, your feedback as a distributor, and then I hear as a supplier, and I'll tell you my experience. But Stephen, what do you think? Like, was yeah. it the first day of the show? So um, I. I my only other experience in Atlantic City was when it was uh, the the other show, the other East, right? So um, that show, I think, had a lot to improve on as it was. I mean, the, there's the convention center. There was that was just it was just old. It just felt yeah, old. it is. Um, <laughs> and so coming here, I was like, I hope it's better. I think it's going to be better, and it is. It's, it's way better than it was um, prior 
prior to. I think That's there's awesome. been a lot so of improvements. The FOMO worked out a little bit for you last the FOMO year? FOMO worked out a little bit. I mean, I, I sent my scouts out. I'm like, yeah. tell me how it is. Um, so, you know, when I first walked in, I was like, oh, it's decent size. And then I realized there was a second floor. And I was like, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. not bad. There's, a, there's good representation. And I think it only will grow. You know, I think as more and more suppliers and distributors continue to go and talk about it, it'll just keep getting better. Well, you know what's amazing is that last year it really was only just the, the, the top floor. Mm -hmm. And so everything oh, wow. you see on that bottom floor is all complete growth from, oh, wow. from the year prior. Yeah. Uh, I, last year, the downstairs was the experience. Yeah. Last year, the, the plan was to kind of combine all the experiential booths together, but there just wasn't enough. So we put them on the, the bottom, but no one really knew about them because nobody was down there visiting suppliers. So this year, we, we killed it with registration. So we did have, um, we were able to mix in the experiential end caps, two on each floor. Um, but before we get into that, you actually, so this is the first year in the history of Promotions East that we added an end user component. Um, and you actually, and so when this airs tomorrow, we'll be there with three of your end users. Yeah. Now, Stephen isn't local, so he actually flew in three of his top clients <laughs> to this show, which is exactly what we wanted. We wanted to have this whole, you know, when we're at Harris versus the convention center, everybody's here. You know, you have the incidental run-ins at the at the dinery or the eateries or on the convention show floor. Um, and it's just really neat. So you, you're bringing them here and you kind of wow them with this, this beautiful yeah. location. I mean, my hotel room is gorgeous. It's actually yeah, like they're all just meetings like in this, it. Meg. All yeah. of us have rooms just like um, I hate her so much. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's funny. So the, the thought, you know, when, when you told me that it was end user, I'm like, okay, do I have anyone local? And I'm mm -hmm. like, to the show, okay. that will make this really easy. And I did, but they weren't the right fit. I mean, like it wasn't. I, I don't know that it was going to be the right customers to bring to the show. And so then I was like, all right, what are some big projects that I have? And I remembered, I'm like, there's some Q4 projects that we spend probably thousands of dollars in samples because we get super nice items and we send it up, but they want to see a lot of variety. I'm like, why don't we just spend that same amount of money and bring them to the samples? So that's, that's the hope. And we're going to see how it goes. I think it, it's going to go well. And to, it did change how I do a trade show. Yeah. Because today, the pre-record day, we um, I was was spent trying to figure out okay, who do I want to take and buy? Where do I want to go? Like, what's how am I going to map this out? And then I had a little bit of time after. I'm like, okay, now let me go back through this and like look for myself a little bit. But yeah, I'm excited. I'll, I'll have to report back on that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's really cool, and I and you kind of get to impress them. Like you flew them in. I mean, it's Atlantic City and all, but <laughs> you get to impress yeah. them with this trade show and like all like. Ugh couple hundred of your closest friends here trying to yeah and I, product at you. <laughs> you can never explain um what we do well enough like i think that's always been the challenge in our industry especially as a distributor um, you find you know jeff you've mentioned this before if you think you have this much you know x percent of their business you're still missing this much more mm. because there's so many product categories and things they just don't think about you that was that was my biggest shock going from the distributor side to the supplier side because there was clients I knew I had maybe not a hundred percent of their business but damn close to it yeah and, uh, and then I came to the supplier side and I saw like literally twenty other distributors <laughs> in the area the also yeah. doing work with the same end user I'm like what yeah yeah <laughs> but it makes you realize how big the industry actually is and yeah. that there really is you know a piece for everybody um, so yeah. Um, I'm curious to to follow up on this too because I, I'm wondering if the what the the companies that I 
picked out for them are going to be the same places that they want to stop. Ooh, right. You know, okay. so like we, I have in my head, like my go-to people for products, but who knows, like this could, they could go buy a booth that someone that I may not have stopped at before or know, and they yeah. like their product. And I'm like, Oh, I've just never shown you that because I didn't think you'd be interested in it. So I think a follow up on this would be That'd be cool. I'd, I'd be interested to see that as well. Um, so the first day of the trade show was actually all education. And we, we kind of did it a little bit differently this year. So you didn't have anything to choose from, but we did education on every day. So the first day was jam packed. We had like every industry rock star there. We had several panels on, we had something on um, branding and AI. And um, one of my favorite panels was the one that Stephen was actually on. It was the next generation of promo. Um, so we had five panelists um, and most, I think th three or three of the five panelists all are second generation promo people, okay, um, including Stephen. And then you had Hallie Moore from Promo Corner. Um, Morgan Corey, you know, everyone knows Paul Corey. So you're a second generation there. And we also had Taylor Borse and Abby Clark. Um, and then we had JQ as the moderator. And it was such great insight. And I just really enjoyed that panel. Hold on. Hold on. So you said Taylor Borse. But yes. didn't we just have her last week? And she said she was the first person in her family that was a... Uh, I said three of the five, and she oh, was one okay, of the two of, of the five. That's that nice. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I he was really he was trying to get me on something. <laughs> oh, I thought I will <laughs> catch her later. She'll say something. Yeah. Something, I'm sure. <laughs> so is this like the largest end user experience that a, an end user would actually be able to ever get in our industry? Because I don't think there's ever been anything no, and this is the biggest show on the East Coast, so that's definitely going to be the biggest end user opportunity, I would, I would assume. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not obviously tapped into all the other regionals, but this is the largest regional show as it mm -hmm. is. So even if they were doing it, it wouldn't be like this isn't bigger. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's there's stories of people who brought people to some <laughs> of the big shows, but um, and, and we know that happens and that's out there. But this is the one that's. At least for as far as I know, the largest one that's advertised. I mean, I always considered this the Promotions East and prior Expo East being like the second largest show in the mm -hmm. country. Um, you know, and then there towards the the end of the years where you know PPA was running it and it was you know joined with ISS, it it sort of dwindled down to the point where you kind of had to toss that up between some of the ASI shows and you know which one was bigger and. Uh, it probably wasn't this one, but now it definitely, I think, has sort of reclaimed some of that former glory. So, I mean, if this is the second largest show in our industry, uh, the fact that it is open to end users tomorrow only um, is a pretty awesome experience to actually be able to bring a client into, I would imagine. Yeah, I think so. Um, I've been, I think some of the, the ASI shows are probably a little bit larger still. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Orlando, I would think, and possibly Chicago, maybe, but. Um, it's still larger than a, than most of like the hotel shows or oh, the, yeah. Oh, the yeah, yeah for sure um you know i know some of like the buying groups as well they have some of their private shows some of those are pretty large but they're again not and user friendly so um yeah it's just, it's impressive i think it's, it's going to be cool to go back through it with uh, different perspective so yeah, yeah that'd be cool i'm interested to get the feedback on that afterwards um but from the supplier standpoint it i mean very similar to last year's very busy um, oh i was so busy and i would say i don't know about you but one of the main things that everyone was talking about was sustainability which to me i've never had that opportunity at a booth for almost 70 percent of the people that i talked to 
they were like, my customers are really pushing for sustainability. They want all this reporting. They want this. They want that. And I don't know if it's just me because I know that that's what I'm passionate about. But I was having those conversations with so many people, which led it actually was a perfect segue because I was doing some giveaways in our booth. And one of them was um, a brand new legacy hat. And it's fully sustainable, all recycled product. But what was what we try to do at our booth, I'm all about engagement and experiential. And I don't want to just throw a pop up booth and call it a day because I think that's totally lame and kind of shame on the suppliers that were didn't you know really go out of their way to do anything you know your booth was really nice no your booth was nice yeah but we were so here's the only defense that i would give to the people that aren't doing what we're doing mm -hmm. is that the drayage costs more than the show itself yeah i will I say mean, that there this convention center is ungodly with how expensive really I, okay and yeah it's, it's literally more to ship the booth in than, not even to ship the booth just for them to handle it it's deliver. union so it's, they have to and that is a big complaint disgusting. it is I, and i you know it's it comes I, with the i would echo um it's probably because this is a really new show for a lot of people too so mm -hmm. i think that there's going to be a lot of folks testing the waters to see do i want to go from a 10 by 10 to a 10 by 20 that happened last year we had a lot of people yeah. say i did a 10 by 10 but we actually increased this the floor space by about 15 percent oh. this year of, of, of booths sold but um so back to that sustainability story, sorry, we, what we did is at our booth, you know, we don't do any decorating, SNS all blanks. So what we did was I partnered with stalls and we had, um, we had some people pick up the samples, um, either that hat or a t-shirt, take it down to the stalls booth. So they could talk about different decoration techniques, different imprinting methods and show them how it's done. And I think from an end buyer's perspective, that is so valuable because as a distributor, you just get it done right? You just get shit done. I remember the first day I walked into the plant at Jetline Promo and they were printing Frisbees and it was literally one at a time. And that blew my mind. I was like, I thought it was just like all done at once, like magic. I don't know, literally one at a time. And I was just blown away. So I think it's really good for the end user or the end buyer to see what goes into printing a t-shirt, even though this is just a heat transfer. We can at least talk to the apparel. We can talk to the product itself, and then they can see how the decoration is applied and different decoration techni techniques. And if it's not something that you're already offering your client, it really opens their eyes to the possibilities. And I'm always, you know, preaching about decoration. It, we're in this. We're in a branding industry, and it's very taboo to say to somebody, "Nobody wants to wear your logo." A lot of times, they don't. So we, we can talk now about being different and standing out and, and using different decoration techniques or different methods or locations. It doesn't always have to be left chest or front and center. So I had a lot of really good conversations today with people. Um, and then for them to, for the, for them to be reiterated at another booth and have that option to be able to do it themselves. I think it's really neat, but I'm, I would love for your end users to come by tomorrow yeah. and just check it out and see it. And it, they, you know, I would, I would love to hear their feedback on it. Really. How's it been from you from, uh, you know, from different years of exhibiting. Uh, in what regard? The like, how was it for you from the conversations? Yeah, it... Oh, well, like I said, I mean, it was very busy last year. Like I said, I mean, a huge uh, leap forward in the right direction from previous years. You know, going from Expo East to now Promotions East. Now it's back with Sagney. Um, was hand over fist way better last year and this year it's it's improved upon i mean just the amount of uh the amount of space that's been sold uh the amount of people that have come through i still think a lot of people treat the show like a one-day show mm -hmm. um which is i think for me the biggest really? struggle um, <laughs> because there's so much more to do outside of just the trade show for so it's really it's it's sad that you know if, if people were just coming in from new york or from maryland or from wherever and they're coming in and then leaving that, that, that 
that same day. They're not getting they're everything not getting out of this. Experience. Not at all. Um, but mm -hmm. I, I will say, I mean, for the time that they're they're here, it makes the trade show floor seem packed. And, mm -hmm. you know, so lots of conversations. I will say sort of a counter to what you were saying about the sustainability. We didn't have a ton of people, uh, like you were saying, mm -hmm. where, you know, a large majority of your conversations were eco-focused, but um, there were a few people specifically that came through and that's like all they wanted to do. And okay. So um, it was good. Yeah. It's, it's really good to see that people are actually thinking about it. And the biggest advice that I give to people, because they're like, I have some, and some people want to get into it. And they're like, I don't know how, I don't know where to start. And I'm, and I tell them, you can't just go out and start selling sustainable products and have like, and be like trustworthy, you know, you have to build that into your brand's story. So that is something that you guys are, are interested in and looking to do and, and starting to go that route. You have to incorporate it into your brand story. You have to actually start walking the walk, not just talking the talk. And that, I mean, that goes from, you know, down to the products that you're selling to your practices back home in your community and, and in your business. But yeah, I, I really feel like people are starting to be more aware. The buyers are becoming younger and this is stuff that's very important to them. Um, and then and on the flip side of that, most of those people weren't young, young uh, distributors. They're actually, um, you know, our age or older, which that's, was really interesting. That's something that actually did come up in conversation today. Joe Hoffman came by the booth. Yeah. We were talking about the demographics and, and how, you know, looking around the trade show floor, it seems like things are maybe shifting a bit. You know, we are seeing you know, a little more diversity in, in the trade show floor, which was really nice. Yeah, I, I will say that I did see a lot of that as it's, well. It's not, you know, just a bunch of, you know, old dudes. Old dudes. <laughs> um, you know, there's plenty of Two carts. I saw two carts and one of them was John's. <laughs> yeah. Two motor carts. <laughs> and that's, that's not fair. Oh, I, I mean, look at me. <laughs> look at me. Surrounded by gimps. I don't know if we should, uh, you know, like no, seal ourselves, face ourselves out. And, you know, uh, yeah. We had the best band, and I hate that this is, I can't even like pump it up for you guys because it's going to be after the fact when you watch this, but. Last year was amazing, and I'm really looking forward to it. The only problem last year is that it was too short. It was like two hours long, so we lengthened it a little bit. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, and I think I showed up a little late trying to be cool last year, but I'm definitely not going to this year. I probably will show up late because of the diner round. We, oh we yeah, do, uh, we, we, you guys did do the diner rounds again this year, which I'm super excited about. Uh, I wish there were more distributors participating, in that, mm. but how, do you know how many groups there are this year? It I has know. to be a lot more. So they selected me to be a group leader. Okay. The only way that's going to happen is if there's like a hundred groups. So no, no, um, you've been doing this a while. <laughs> no. I don't know. I, it's not something I signed up to do, but just because I have so many other responsibilities, and I'm like, all right, yeah. I'm gonna actually I'm going up there with a couple people tonight, and then going right to the party. Plus, your private chefs coming into this. I mean, I have a whole bar over there for them to just. Well, some sushi or something. listen, if Cudahy wasn't too busy for us, um, you know, we could have asked, we could have asked him could have. how many groups that they, uh, they, they had for the dine around, but, uh, super excited for that. That was a great time last year. And I remember that was one of the things that I hyped up the most because it, it really is. It's a, a very unique experience that usually you only have in mm -hmm. like a national sales meeting or something like that, where it's sort of that forced interaction. Um, and you know, maybe it was just Dan Edge from Peerless, like was, was our group leader last year and he just he's incredible icebreakers and really good conversation on top of having you know a really good group of folks so i actually ran into him last night at the speakeasy i was gonna bring that up actually we almost forgot about that completely and, uh, <laughs> and so i ran into him and i was like dan uh they put me in charge of the group this year and he 
He's like, you want my questions, don't you? I said, <laughs> you know I do. You know I do. So something that we did a little bit different here this year, it was kind of like, um, it was mysterious, right? We wanted to create a buzz, but we transformed one of the education rooms last night after education into a speakeasy. Um, we had decorations, we had music, we had alcohol, we had food, but you didn't know about it. I don't think you could really call it a speakeasy. You might know. I mean, we're, we're yeah. doing what we did, what we had, I mean, right? We're at a trade show. We are in a casino. But... I, I was, I will say I was a little disappointed because, because I was expecting it to be like an actual speakeasy. I was like, oh, that's going to be awesome. And then, you know. Then oh, I then it wasn't. It, was, it sucked. Then apparently. I found out. It, no, it didn't <laughs> suck. It was good. I wasn't, I wasn't very disappointed i was just a little tiny disappointed. like what were you so i mean we had the karaoke already planned so originally we were going to do something else i'm not gonna yeah dave schultz wants to murder you by the way why because you were using very outdated karaoke equipment first off we um, were trying it's not on me that was from the rental place <laughs> yeah they were cds which was actually funny oh i just totally like spit <laughs> Sorry, it's just my computer. <laughs> computer. Yeah. But then, I don't know, the whole idea of the speakeasy was to, you know, bring everyone in that came in on Monday night and give them something to do. So we we had these little invitations that had the speakeasy, password required, and, and the password was um, live not, at the Concord. And it was also- Legends, Le Legends live at the Concord. Mine wasn't. It's, it was on all of them. I, I made them. Mine said join something or another. So that was the code. Weird. That was the code underneath of it. And there was the code was the room, the time, and the date. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it was the same invitation. I, Maybe I made it's them. Just over your head, I guess. I, don't know. I shouldn't have been there apparently. I didn't, I didn't know about it. Uh, but they still let you in. So that's we did. Like, that just tells you the code. The code didn't work. You know, it wasn't. And it could have gone. It was hit or miss. I was actually very worried because I'm like, did we make it too mysterious where people won't be able to find it? But it actually created a buzz. People were talking about it. People were asking about it. It was actually very packed. My God. It was packed. I, I heard yeah. that it was uh, not quite as packed. Uh, like when I was still at dinner, I called. Oh yeah, we switched. Yeah. When I was leaving, you were coming in. Yeah. So yeah. He, he had said that it wasn't quite as packed. It could be better. And then when I got there, it was packed. I like I couldn't I couldn't imagine you being able to fit any more people in there. So yeah. So and it was fun. And it was just again, it was something different that we decided to do and kind of pull everyone together and keep everyone at Harris and just a networking opportunity. I had a lot of good conversations with friends that I hadn't seen in so long and new people that I had never met only virtually. So we had the speakeasy, we had the show tomorrow, tonight's the pool party. What else? Are we missing anything else? Tomorrow's the end user. Uh, I can talk about stats real quick. Well, Stephen, from your experience or, or from your uh, viewpoint, like, is there something else that a, that a distributor would need to be able to, to fix more than a one-day show? Ooh, that's a good question. I, I think that expanded product in the booths is something that I think can be improved upon okay. based on what I've seen so far. And I think it's just primarily because most of the booth spaces were our smaller booths. Um, and so even some of the bigger brands, I have seen some of the bigger brands that have expanded some of their space, but it's almost like you need your, you know, like when you go into like a, a supermarket, right? There's the anchor stores and those are still really big. And the other ones, you know, mm. kind of fill in. Even the anchors are not as big as I think we need it. To, you would need it to, okay, bring, that's to good. bring in. So uh, I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. Obviously, not from, I'm not on the planning side, but if it's but that's, but that's, that's I feel like that's, that's still product driven though. So I think that's like yeah. if you're if you're coming into the show from I know for you it's different because you got to fly in and do all that stuff. Right. If you were local to something like this, would you just do the show in one day and then leave? Or how how would like is I, there something I else would. to keep people? Sticking? I would because I don't think that there's 
right now from product perspective enough that will keep me for the next day. To, like it doesn't take me as long to go through the show. That's mm. what I'm saying. Gotcha. So, so if I can go through the show too quick, then I don't need to book a night in the hotel and I don't need, especially if I am close enough to drive. Um, I think it's really close to being yeah. there. So I, I think over the next year or so, as more and more people come, the more, the more we grow. or not even like more people, just bigger displays, more experienced stuff, more things spread out. Um, it'll take you longer to get through the show. So then you're like, well, since there's an after party and since there's a speakeasy and since there's a pool party, mm -hmm. okay, I'll finish the show tomorrow and I'll stay the night. You know, I think that's, that's what it will take. Um, and I think you're fighting history too. Like, yeah. You know, it, you, we've done a lot to kind of reverse that. That's what we've yeah. been working on really. But yeah. yeah. All right, Meg, what's the nerdy news? All right. Nerdy news stats. Okay. Let's see what we got. Hold on. All right, so distributors, pre-reg only, about 1,500. Um, suppliers, yeah, supplier personnel, about 500. End user pre-reg is not very high, so we only you have- say three, then it's just going to be me. No, 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 we're about, we're about 60 right now. Oh. Yeah, suppliers totally up, we're 15% from last year, and square feet, we're at 22,800, which was a 15% increase from 2022. So this show is definitely growing. It's um, definitely larger. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. So, uh, and you know, what was really neat is that ASI was here and PPI were here. That is like the biggest That's form cool. of flattery. And then yeah. they don't, you know, they're there, they're checking it out. They're interviewing us. They're, they were, uh, Chris Rubo from ASI was over and he was just so blown away by the fact that he was going to go over there and be able to print his own hat. And like, he's not an end buyer. You get it? So here's in this industry, but he's not jaded to it yet. You know what I mean? And it was just really neat for him to see that. And hopefully he gets an opportunity to talk about it. So I'm really excited. But that was something that was just really, really neat for me. All right, Stephen. Two minutes or less. What's your promo horror? All right. <laughs> I didn't have one. <laughs> um, okay. So all my promo horror stories are very long. But I, and I don't, I think I might have shared it here. Have I ever told you the biggest take of Um, so <laughs> look, I, I know the screen keeps going off, but it's uh, leave, leave it to Meg's room to be the one without me. Right? It's, it's always, you know, it's Something. always, it's the, always Meg's all the granite and light fixtures are interfering with. Me. I know, I know. Uh, largest promo mistake I've ever made in the solution with it. So we printed a banner. Um, they wanted it to say now leasing and it to go like 14 stories on the side of the building. Okay. Gigantic. I mean, hundred plus foot banner. Um, I typeset it, I sent it to them. They approve it. They send it up the chain. They approve it, send it back to me. We print it, they get it. They unroll it. They love it. They put it up on the building. They're standing back and admiring it. And someone from housekeeping comes out and looks at it. And they said, why does the sign say now leasing? It was... L-E-A-S-I-N-I-N-G. But because it was like oriented this way, your brain was just not catching it. Oh, no. And, um, so like, get it off the building because it's like right by this major highway. And uh, so we they got it down. And of course, they called me like, whoa, mm. we all messed up. Like not just mm. you, but like everybody all messed us. up. Yeah. And so we found a local banner printer to just cut it, cut it. we cut the in out they reseamed it they put it back in the building about 36 48 hours later. oh my god that's so, amazing so but yeah that's the largest uh not financial but the largest mistake in promo like so i, I had a similar one actually i forgot until you start saying it so I'll, I'll make this really short and sweet but it was for my um my in-laws actually <laughs> 
So um, they sent me the artwork. I don't, I proofed it. They approved it. It went into production, printed it. Um, they get the sweatshirts and they say that their the phone number was wrong on the back of the sweatshirts. And it was a huge order, like several thousands of dollars. I was like, oh my God, my everything, in my in-laws for their business. Okay. Yeah. It was, it was like a family reunion? No, <laughs> no, no, no. It was for their business. And I was like, I was mad because it like everybody proofed this. I don't know the, the, the phone number, I know their cells, but um, so what we did was we, it wasn't the nicest thing, but it was that order anyway. So what we did was we just, um, we, I sent them back to the decorator and they printed like a, they reversed it. So it looked like it was like a reverse imprint basically. So they put like a white block over the number, white, whatever color, and then had the color of the shirt. So it was green. They printed it in green, the actual phone number. So it wasn't a total loss. I was like, I can't. solution. Because when you're a small business and it's just you and like that's going to come out of your kids' lunches, you know what I mean? And it was very scary. I was a brand new distributor, started my own company and my animals are giving me a shot and I just screwed up their sweatshirts that are going out to all the workers and everything. But lesson learned all right <laughs> anything else for promotions east before we wrap uh no and then just next year you know sign up early if you want to be part of the influencer campaign or if you're a supplier and you'd like to get in on end caps definitely reach out to myself john cuddy michael Reesbaum, charity uh anyone on the committee or board and we'd love to help you cool. that's it all right well this episode is brought to you by our good friends over at greater pacific they are the direct manufacturer of custom oem products selling to the promotional products industry with 27 years experience specializing in over 10 product categories they can source and deliver most any product for you greater pacific is full service sourcing product and managing every aspect of production with staff on the ground in asia and utilizing their time-tested 20-step project management protocol uh, no need to worry about uh, quality control, product safety, CPSIA compliance, or the hundreds of details related to custom manufacturing. Greater Pacific oversees every aspect for you. Their global logistics team and in-house customs brokering ensures timely, seamless delivery. And this is how they provide the ultimate manufacturing experience. And it's backed by, uh, backed by a claim with a 30-day product guarantee on all orders. Head over to greaterpacific.com to learn more. Tell them the Industry Insider sent you. And uh, until next time, guys. See ya. You should have been here if you weren't. Come on. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.